Welcome to episode 88, Origin the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. What are you up to? Oh, man. Um, well, on the personal side of things, I'm excited. I'm going to go deer hunting for the first time. Whoa. I'm bow deer hunting. That'll be uh, exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. You're not uh, using a not using a double barrel shotgun or anything. No, I thought about it. Actually, what I really want to do, I want to like sharpen a stick and jump from the jump from the tree and stab and kill. I mean, that seems in like in some states that's not even legal. Seems like the manly way to hunt deer. On a fun note, on that topic, that's you know I always found it interesting when people would say, you know, like this type of hunting is too technologically advanced and you shouldn't do it. And really the only argument is like what you just said, spears and climbing up in trees with no tree stand using gravity Mm. to harvest your game. Yeah. Or like blunt force trauma, push rocks off of cliffs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like like the more, the more technologically advanced it gets the more humane the kill gets right and but it's cheating that's what they say right they they'd rather use old and antiquated methods that aren't as effective honestly i just think that it's uh it's just peasant talk that's all they just they they can't get the newest coolest gear so they're jealous so they want to hold everybody else back there you go well (laughs) and if it's politicians we're talking about that are making these rules they have no idea what they're talking about anyway oh yeah so, so you're, you're going of, going hunting. Oh, anyway, go ahead. You're uh, about to go right into something. Well, yeah, I was going to use it as a segue. So last week we we let off with we were the day after the election. Now we're a week in the day after the election, and so what do we know now? <laughs> it was a week and a day after the 2020 election when we found out nothing. Nothing. Actually, you know, th- so this is fascinating. This this whole situation to me is just so fascinating. And on one hand, let's let's just like look at the media. It's great. I love it. Um, but it really shows you who riots and loots and everything there too mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. Because I haven't heard of anything happening right now. But I'm going to throw a prediction mm-hmm. out. Okay, I've been really digging into this. As of last, do you remember what I said last week? I kind of was leaning toward Biden winning, wasn't I? I think we both were. I think we both were. So I think I'm incorrect. And I think that there's a really good chance that Trump actually wins this election. Based on what I'm finding from other um, non-mainstream news sources. Because the problem is now even with Fox News uh, being bought by Disney or whoever bought them, they're even kind of really just repeating the narrative and you see a lot of different news stations saying all the same thing. It's going to get interesting. I have no idea. Um, Man, can you just, just play that scenario? Can you imagine if, um, if Trump wins and Biden already had his acceptance speech with Harris and all this stuff, there's, like that's going to be rioting above yeah. what we've seen it, to a level that I don't think we can comprehend because mm, yeah. it will become so divisive. Um, 
I don't know. So that's like, so I was trying to do a little bit of research here before I started the podcast so I could have some input on this. And, you know, as it looks right now, if you pull up, if you pull up Google and you type in election results, Biden has 290 electoral votes and there's still two states undecided, but it doesn't really matter um, either way for those, which, which I was looking at that. And that's funny too, because like Georgia there's, there's over a hundred thousand votes towards, you know, for Trump. He's winning by over a hundred thousand votes. There's 99% uh, votes in, and they still haven't called it for him. So that kind of makes me scratch my head. So here's, here's what's happening. So based on my limited understanding, the lawsuits that are filed and the process process that's in place is going to, in my, from my limited understanding, it's going to result in a recount in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, North Carolina, Arizona, and Nevada. Those are all such a wash that you can't call a winner. It's they're so close that within margin of error, you cannot call a winner without having a recount going through the cases and, and figuring it out. If you remove those Trump is way ahead. Like right. if you start to position and that's where, um, like I saw on Epic times, they were talking about it. Real clear politics was talking about it. And that that's where they are all leaning towards Trump winning. Well, and, and the other thing, yeah, I, I, I'd heard that. And, and the other thing they're saying, well, like this is all basic civic stuff, which it seems like the media doesn't seem to care. One, the AP is not the one that that calls the states and and who the winner is, but that seems to be what everybody's going by. Um, but the president isn't sworn in until January twenty or twenty first, right? Like, and Biden technically isn't the isn't a president is not officially president elect yet. When you look at at media stuff, he was on. He was on TV yesterday talking about something and on the screen, it says president elect, you know, by uh, Joe Biden. stuff. So, so it's, there's definitely with the way that the media and everything is talking about how, you know, no doubt this is the way it is. And then behind the scenes and I couldn't really find anywhere just, just with a basic Google search. I couldn't find anywhere that's talking about those lawsuits about recounts. I, I can't find yeah, any of that stuff. I don't so, think they want you to know about it. Right. So imagine you've got millions and millions of people that have no idea tens what's actually million, happening. You know, like, yeah. Tens I mean, of hundreds millions. Hundreds of millions, even. Yeah. I mean, the whole country has – I mean, people that are digging and paying attention, I would say, to non-mainstream outlets are are getting information that – which I know there's a lot of people that will say conspiracy theorists, whatever. I, You just – you have to start – I don't know. I, I feel like it should be very natural for us to question bias in our own camps all the time. Yeah. No matter yeah, what. I don't, like, I don't care. I care less about who wins than I care about the integrity of the election for the winner. Well, and if anybody followed my, like I've talked to a couple of people about this stuff and they just call me a Trumper. And if anybody has known me or followed my page, I am not a diehard Trump supporter. I'm just not. I, I I look at the president as a man, and I'm willing to give credit where credit's due. And I'm I'm I've definitely criticized him for some of the things he's done over the last four years. 
it's not about the left versus right for me. It's about finding the truth as best as we can. And you know, the, as, I'm sure some people in here are like, why are you talking politics? It's a business podcast. It's like, because the politics, it affects you, business. they affect our business greatly. Yeah. And you know, the, the thing about it is if Biden wins, there's naturally, and there already, I think was a second surge again of gun purchases, anything that's in existence, people are buying it up. Um, if Biden's in office, I don't think you'll see the ammo chill out for, no, we got another, at least another year. At least another year, maybe two. And it'll be more if he if if he tries to enact any gun control. It'll be more. Oh yeah, if he, if he even just, do anything, if he even just gets up and says the words "gun control, assault weapons <clears throat> ban," that is like flipping a light switch, and you will have another influx. So, you know, if if Trump wins, I think that people in spring are going to be spending money again as a business. That's a great thing. I think that um, for the most part, people, you know, especially entities, military units, uh, law enforcement departments that we've worked with in the past that are currently sitting on budgets and not spending them. um, They'll start feeling more comfortable to spend the money they have. And ultimately with a business, as you own the business, you need people to spend money on your product. Otherwise, you're not doing something right or you're not going to survive. So that's when I'm looking at this, the, the strain on the gun industry is what I'm looking at. And I know that Biden puts that strain on the gun industry. Um, and also from an economic standpoint, what does that look like for a business depending on who gets into office? So it does matter. It's uh, not the most fun thing to talk about always, but this election season is fascinating. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be really fascinating to see how this next month or so rolls out. Do you know when the recount needs to be done by or anything? I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. I think that in that uh, article on the Epic times, they were talking about that. There were actually a couple articles that I was perusing through um, last night before bed, but I don't know off the top of my head. I would assume it just has to be before, uh, whatever the cutoff date for an announcing and um, the one president passing power off to the new one. But it, I could be wrong. I mean, it could go, I, I know there's processes in place and I'm somewhat ignorant of them. So I, will, I did search your uh, election recount and CNN, CNBC, there's a few of the big, the big ones do have something here about Georgia uh, doing a full recount by hand so there is some something in news about, about and it, so. the the thing that's crazy is some of these states we're talking about just a couple thousand votes or 10,000 votes or 20,000 yeah. votes and when you're looking at a state that had you know potentially millions of votes come in that margin of error is extremely small so whether it was uh, somebody actually doing fraudulent activity, which I'm, I'm sure happened, um, or whether it was simple mistakes that compounded in a state, it's going to be very interesting to see how it lands. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I'm not, I don't know. I, I could play conspiracy theorist. I could try to sound smarter than I am and, and both I'm, I'm just not. So, yeah. Um, so I, I realized last week I accidentally 
clicked on um, on the Forge in the Journey podcast on Spotify, which I don't really ever listen to podcasts on there. I think I just subscribed to it to boost our numbers by <laughs> by one by one. But I actually, I click I click I click play on it, and it started at the beginning, which was pretty interesting to go back and listen to episode one. But what I, I noticed was do that. Uh, that that episode was recorded on November 6th of 2018. So it's, I think this, this week or last week was our, was our uh, two year anniversary of the podcast. So uh, I listened to some of it. I didn't have time to listen to the whole thing, but I kind of want to go back and listen to the first, you know, the first few podcasts and just kind of hear where, where we were. Uh, I will say our the quality of our podcast increased greatly. Well, that was and that, what's funny is it was just a simple microphone. I think we were just using upgrade. our iPhone uh, mics, you know, like the the Airbud mics well, or whatever. I, I always use that uh, shotgun mic off oh, my that's camera. Right. Use the road, and it, and it uh, always had a, some kind of frequency interference. So I'd have to go into audition and kind of like, yeah. You remember my audio files were massive. Yeah, you'd send me these like couple gig <laughs> files. There were these huge wave files for like an hour of talking, and it'd probably be like five gigs of data. It's hilarious. So I started I out. We didn't really know how to record. Uh, hey, full disclosure, we still don't. All at once? No, we know we know what we're doing now. Uh, sort of, kinda. So we used to each record our audio individually on our on our computers. Jared would send me his audio. I'd match it up and edit together. And then we found out about Zoom. And so now we just record on on Zoom, which is which is nice. Um, I will say that if you know the whole recording on two separate channels and then compiling them together is probably the best for our operational security. There's no chance of anyone hacking in and listening to our conversation. Except then we post it to podcast sites so you listen to it anyway so right doesn't matter so happy two-year anniversary jared happy two-year anniversary so do i get a gift and then give you a gift or how does this work um our gift is doing this podcast together we get to seeing each other once a week every week that's all i need I was just sitting here awkwardly quiet, just looking at the camera. <laughs> yeah, silence is always a really good thing to do uh, when you're doing a podcast. You know, I remember in English classes in high school where they would say that strategic pauses bring importance to what you're saying. That's true. I'm doing it now. Very true. So your world sounds like it's pretty fun. We're we're paying attention to the election. This is an interesting time. You're about to go slay an innocent creature in the woods with a rudimentary or a, a caveman-like method of of hunting and um, delicious animal. I just want to say that. <laughs> for I'm for used the to hunting. record, I am hunt. I I am a hunter, and I'm I'm joking. I'm yeah. just poking. Uh, I'm used to hunting geese, which are not delicious. So I'm, I'm really excited to hunt something that is delicious well you know what it depends where you get the deer from so up in northwest or midwest i'll call it middle western pennsylvania is that even a thing i don't know but 
that's where my dad's cabin is. We'd go hunting for deer. It's super rocky terrain, very mountainous. Those deer don't taste as good as coming down here to our farmland and hunting um, in an area where the shop is because they get corn and grasses yeah. and they're, they're essentially a cow at that yeah, point. That's, that's just what I'm hunting. I'm hunting flatlander corn fed deer. So nice. pretty good here in Ohio. So what's going on? Uh, what's going on in your world? Oh man. You know, I was thinking on my drive in today, um, trying to think about what I would talk about and, and what's going on in my world. And I don't know, man, there's just so much going on. The, uh, the website is ever looming. It's going live either today or tomorrow. The, the new site, uh, we have projects happening. A, a very big joint marketing push is about to go down between warrior poet and TA targets. And, you know, I just, man, this year has been insane and in a great way in some terrible ways. And I don't know, I feel like I haven't fully processed everything that's gone down. And I don't know if I will until I'm five years down the road and I'm looking back and, and able to see everything clearly, but you know, we're, we're moving forward with investing in our team and making sure that we are, effectively navigating this crazy market because it there's certain aspects of our business that were affected by this whole all the shutdowns and the election and everything and, and just trying to make good decisions and and keep it moving forward yeah that's that's pretty much where we're at but i also know that you know we've been talking and i've i've briefly discussed it and it's something that i'm definitely going to be allocating a lot of time for is some new products that I, I would like to release sometime next year. Um, it's just a matter of my schedule, unfortunately. And, and you know that story yep. all too well, trying to figure out the time to sit down and in the moment designing a new product sometimes feels like you're wasting time because you're, you know, sometimes I'm literally sitting there spinning my pen, just thinking in my head, what can I do? What can we do different? How could I change this thing? What's this product? Is this viable? And it, it kind of feels like you're at a standstill sometimes, but I just want to say, I gave you a pretty awesome idea probably two years ago that I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for. You'll have to refresh me off the podcast because I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. I will do that. Cause we can't give away our trade secrets. It could be the, I honestly think it could be, it could be a really, a really successful product. I kind of remember. I think I remember but we'll talk about it then. But other than that, what we've really been um, working at focusing on is just the consistent quality content. Like I've talked about a million times and we've you know, kind of beat that horse dead, but this is right before black Friday, right before the holidays. And my goal right now with what we're doing is get as many eyeballs on TA targets as possible so that any initiatives that we do or any marketing that we do through the holidays, we already have eyeballs. And so that's kind of, I did that last year where we kind of ramped up all the content right before so that we had higher engagement, higher likes, comments, all of that stuff. And then the sale that we had performed really well. 
And I, I'm not saying that that's necessarily a one-to-one correlation there, but the more people you can get to pay attention to whatever you're doing, the better. And it's, uh, we've had a lot of, a lot of good feedback on what we've been putting out. And, uh, we've got a lot of lofty goals that John and I are slowly <clears throat> chipping away at. That's good. Yeah. Um, so it's something else that kind of that has to do with that. That also came up as kind of news is shot show is canceled. Yeah. Which we all kind of, we, we all saw coming and I had mixed feelings on, I was both really hoping it would happen. It, you know, it would really get canceled. And then, and then also uh, hoping it would happen because when shot show works as it should, and you know, not in the middle of a pandemic, it's a really good, it was a really good thing for us the past few years. And this year we were supposed to have our own 10 by 10 real booth on in the real show and everything. And so on one hand, I was looking forward to seeing how the show would go for us. And, and we really enjoyed going there and seeing, and, you know, seeing our friends in the industry and everything and making new relationships and all those things. Um, at the same time, that also means that the, the trip was going to cost a lot more for us. And I was, I didn't necessarily think like the, the, the show organizers were talking about how, you know, they were going to limit to 50% capacity. Well, that means I'm paying the same amount for half the people, for half the people <laughs> right off the bat. And that's yeah. if, and that's, that's, that's only if half the people are actually going to come. So, you know, I don't know what kind of response we're getting from people uh, signing up for it. Cause they did, they, they did start opening up registration a week or two before they, they, they canceled it, which I kind of wonder if they use that as the final, final straw, you know, maybe they're like, Hey, well, let's see how many people register and maybe not that many people registered. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, that show's canceled. So, which in some ways is kind of a relief. Um, but it's also bringing up, um, it's bringing up some, some questions of, you know, how can, how can we, what can we do to bring attention to ourselves and bring attention to possible dealers in a new way, um, that shot show normally would have. Cause, um, we're, I was hoping to possibly have a new product ready to, to announce then, but that's, it's not going to happen. So, um, because I know like, like John, uh, uh through the gun collective is, is gonna, it's going to be doing something for companies that are releasing new products and stuff. So th- there's opportunities if you have a new product, uh, but just in general, just getting in front of those people. So, uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out what, what we can do. To specifically get in front of dealers because that's what SHOT Show is. Right. I actually, both Ethan and I, and, and we're kind of in a different camp, but both Ethan and I kind of were like, okay, good. So we don't have to make the decision this year. Because right. um, SHOT Show for us really didn't make make much sense. Um, it just, again, comes down to our product. It always comes down to our product and what we're offering. We don't really have a dealer network at all. So of course, you know, going to shot show looking for dealers doesn't really make sense if you're not pursuing the dealer market, um, unless you're trying to build hype. But what I suspect that's going to happen is it is going to be a renewed environment for media creators and influencers 
going into 2021. Mm-hmm. I think that people are going, tons of companies again are going to be saying, holy cow, I had a hundred thousand dollar budget and that's what kicked off our year. What are we going to do with this and how are we going to reach people? So I suspect in my, I estimate that more companies are going to want to work with influencers. More companies are going to find ways to utilize media with outlets like gun collective or other really legit um, reviewers or media outlets. And I think this is a guess. Okay. I think a lot of companies are going to see that they didn't need shot show because there's going to be innovations that, um, Anytime there's a void and you know, this, this is like economics. This is how things work. Anytime a void is created, someone comes and fills that space. And if someone fills that space well enough, it'll be interesting. It's just like the election to me. I'm, I don't think shot is going anywhere to be honest, but I think you might find some of the big powerhouses may back out next year, depending on what goes down and what they find to reach people. But regardless of any of that, regardless of my prediction, which is probably wrong anyway, I do believe that there will be a renewed push for getting product out into media online. Um, So if you're a creator, a content creator, or you have access to a platform, um, it may be a really good, a good time to put your portfolio together and be reaching out to companies, um, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It, It'll it, be interesting. Yeah, if you're if you're a content creator of of any type, um, this is your moment to step up and because there's there's companies that are getting refunds back from back from Shot Show that have money that was allocated to that. Yep, that are going to be looking for other methods. So, and there's a couple things just I want to respond to with, with with what you said about you know some of the those bigger companies don't need shot show, especially in this environment. They already can't keep up with, with things. So it's not like right. they need shot show for the help. Um, so they're going to be fine. Then you've got companies like ours that, that we're doing fine. Like we don't need shot show either. Um, but it was a huge help for us at the beginning of last year. So there is a lot that, 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 there is going to be some loss of sales if we don't figure out something else. Um, but we're going to be, but we're going to be fine without it. But then I think you've also got, you know, from what I've heard, there's, there's quite a few companies that they go to shot show and basically sell their years worth of product at that show. Right. Uh, those are going to be the companies that you may not see coming back next year. They may be gone. Um, if, if they also don't figure out some way to, to, you know, get back in there and get and, and get seen and find ways to, right, get out there. And I think this also might be a good thing for distributors like RSR and I can't remember some of the other ones that are still around, um, because, you know, it. This may be a thing that that tips some of those companies over to go into distribution. Uh, that 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 may be what we're holding off before. So yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see what kind of effect it has on the industry, and, and see what kind of yeah 
it'll be good and bad for some. Yeah, because I think you're right. I think there's gonna be some companies that are gonna be like, we've spent upwards of you know, you know, you know some companies spend millions, but literally some of them drop millions. I would say I would say the majority of companies drop between thirty and eighty thousand. Just yep. I'd say that's probably pretty accurate. Um, and I think yeah, I, I think a lot of them are gonna find out that that we don't really need to spend that money uh, for this and we'll see if they come back. So that'll be interesting. And that's, I, I don't know, maybe you and I have matured over the years. That's probably some of it. Although I, I don't, I'm saying that kind of laughing in my head because I know what, how much of a goofball <laughs> it can all be. <laughs> but I don't find myself focusing and fearing for the future right now. And maybe I can't speak for you, but I've just come to realize that no matter what's happening, I'm going to be doing my best for TA targets all day, every day, every day that I'm doing something here, I'm trying to do my best, learn, be agile, pivot if I need to pivot, change if I need to change. And ultimately, if through that, something bad happens and it fails, it's not you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like there are conditions outside of my control that can lead to business failure, even if you're good. And I can't sit down and stress about, you know, the black swan that I can't control. I can only, I can try to plan and we do try to plan for things, but I know that I have friends in the industry that are stressed beyond belief because of the ammo situation. Um, and our company is probably one of, the most affected kind of outlets for needing ammo. <laughs> like at the end of the day, you, you literally can't use my product without ammo. It, it just serves no purpose other than <clears throat> looking good. So I feel that as well. And I, but I'm not, I just recognize that there's situations outside of my control. And the only thing I can do is what I've done good so far and just keep honing in and keep learning. And that's also part of why we're discussing other products to supplement the steel target game still in the gun industry. Um, some of them outside of the gun industry, but still kind of applicable just to diversify a little bit. Um, you know, but stressing and, and getting into gridlock and fearing for tomorrow, I don't think is, well, is helpful. It's pretty simple. You have two choices. Maybe three. You can... Maybe four. <laughs> you can freeze in fear and get very conservative with what, with how you spend your money and, and what you do and just try to like wait out whatever situation you're in. You can keep doing what you're currently doing and just hope for the best and maybe just be, maybe just be, uh, maybe just be reactionary to what's going on. Or I think this is where, where we are. And, and I'll usually do that. Like I'll bounce between those first two, maybe for a day each. 
and then I'll land on the third choice, which is what can we do to think outside of the box to to move forward and to progress and the and to make the best of the situation. Um, and you know, like I've said before, like I'll usually give myself a day of of a little bit of panic and something Sometimes like that. Sometimes it's good to get grounded. Yeah, just just yeah. I, I think you need to know it's good to realize the reality of your situation, which is there is possible failure here. But you can't you can't stay there. You have to go to that next step, which is what can we do to you know you know propel forward in this and use the situation to the best. And and really that's where that's where innovation comes from. You know, innovation doesn't come out of being comfortable. It comes out of, out of being uncomfortable and needing a better solution. Right. So, uh, yeah, we're, you know, I have a couple ideas that I bounced off the guys um, in lieu of shot show that, that maybe could, uh, you know, you know, could get, you know, you know, maybe make up for it a little bit. Um, I mean, there's there's the old school way of put Dusty in a suit and 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 put him on an airplane and have him go fly around to dealers. Um, but we're looking at some other methods of of trying to get in front of dealers, but also just getting attention, uh, just in general, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's uh, <laughs> it's been cool. Like we're talking about maturing as people and as businesses, when I look at even the meetings that we're having among our team and the discussions that we're having, those have matured as well. The way that we are approaching things and the way that we're looking at things, the fact that we have data now to back ideas and, uh, you know, we, we don't just shoot from the hip anymore, I guess is what what I'm getting at. And it's been a cool experience to see the growth of our team. And dude, I have to tell you that our last two hires that we just did, I am so thankful that we brought them onto the team. It has been, I mean, you know, I was kind of rolling through a a pretty dark couple months um, working through a lot of different stuff and, uh, it got really hard for a couple months there, but you know, I got really gun shy with, with hiring and, and questioning my leadership and figuring out, you know, what I need to change on my end. And, uh, but we kind of re reframed how we hire in the process and it resulted in bringing two great guys on board that are just in their job description, freaking killing it. And, it's going to help take TA to the next level. And I I don't know that either of them, I don't think they listen to this podcast, but um, you know, I've told them that I'm just so thankful that they're on the team. And I just, I can't stress enough that one of the most stressful aspects, at least for me and some other business owners that I know, one of the most stressful aspects ends up being building the team because you're navigating the people and it's also one of the most rewarding. It is a powerful experience. Um, It's huge. Like it's just not easy. Yeah, man. It's, I agree. That's, that's the most stressful, hardest thing for me is taking that leap to hire somebody. And I just, 
we, we just kind of went through this on my end. Yeah, a couple podcasts. Yeah, a couple podcasts ago. And just, um, of, I was trying to decide if I wanted to make the significant hire of, um, of a machinist and, and which I ended up doing. And I am, which I think, you know, Corey does listen to this. So, uh, but I, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so thankful for it. It just, one, he's killing it. And he's able to do a much better job, much more efficiently at being a machinist than I was. Just one, he's much more skilled at it and he's, he's been doing that. So that's, that's his, his specialty, but also that's, that's what he has to focus on. Whereas I was trying to, trying to be a machinist as well as a business owner and content maker, finance guy, just, just all the hats that I wear. Um, and so now I've been able to, it, it, it's making a much better product, much more efficiently. And it's allowed me to do my job better. And I've, I've got, I've got irons in the fire and, and, and some different product stuff that, that I don't think I would, I'd be as far along as I am right now. Um, and honestly, Corey's going to be a big help with this too, because he's, uh, you know, he has some engineering background. He's got that mind too, to think through engineering stuff. And so I've talked to him about the projects and, and he jumped right in with ideas and stuff. So, uh, I'm, I'm so excited for the future of what we're going to do here. And it's, it's only because of the team we have, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be as excited about, <laughs> about our future because it wouldn't be as bright of a future without the team that we have. So, right. It's, a, a, a good team is everything, and I I totally understand when people are afraid to to make that jump because it is it's hard. Like you're dealing with people's livelihoods here, and that's if you don't take that uh, seriously, then you probably should be hiring people. Yeah, you probably don't value the people to the level that, that you have to. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's I don't know, man. I I seriously wholeheartedly believe that you know i've always wanted to write a book someday okay i I don't know if i've said that on the podcast or or not but i i don't know i i feel like at some point i might be called to do that but if that ever happens 2020 is the year that a lot of different things became very clear to me Um, so yeah it'll it'll be what i i truly believe in my life story 2020 was a pivotal year of growth and of course there's going to be other years where I say the same thing and but 2020 is going to be one of the ones that I'll look back on and be like that's one of the years that's one of the ones where um, you know we pushed through we 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 had growth we had some of the hardest decisions we've had to make Um, I just you know but I wouldn't have changed it anyway you know we made some mistakes we made bad investments it just it is what it is man move forward yeah i agree this this year has been has propelled us forward where i thought we i thought we'd be here like year five or i'm sorry like year 10 and here we are year five so it's um which also kind of makes some of those choices the you know it does make some of those decisions scary uh like this, this isn't where I thought we would be. So am I jumping ahead further than where we should be? 
and you know, so those are some of the choices you have to, and some of the thoughts you, you, know, you really have to pray about and also talk to other, you know, you talk to other uh, entrepreneurs and, and stuff and find out if what you're thinking is crazy or not. Um, so it's always, it's always crazy. Yeah. So I'm trying to think about, and this may be a dumb thing to talk to go on the podcast about, but I might nah, be fun just too. go for it. Might be fun too. So I'm trying to think of a, uh, of a Christmas patch, like a Neomag related Christmas mm. patch. I want it to be kind of cheeky, kind of fun. Uh, so I was thinking about, you know, maybe like instead of milk and cookies, it's like a, there's like a plate with a bunch of like a pile of neomags and like a glass of bourbon or something, and I don't know something That'd be like cute. You know, something That'd be like cute, you know, like what Santa really wants or something like that under. Or, <laughs> See, or this like, is where you shine, man. I'm good at make like I can take and make videos and stuff, but I'm not good at coming up with the little patches and the cool fun promo things. They're like a neomag and a snow globe, or. Santa holding a AR that has a century strap on it. I don't know. Dude, you know what? Totally random. And we'll come right back to what you're saying. But I just thought about this the other day. I saw a comment on the Neomag. You posted a video that you shot about four years ago of you just kind of, you had a magazine on the table, kind of clipped it. You put your Neomag on it, stuck it in your pocket, pulled out the magazine to show Mm -hmm. how it works. And somebody commented that, does the magnet on the magazine affect other things like money, money clips and things like that in your pocket? Dude, I'm telling you a hilarious spoof would be that the Neo mag in your pocket attracts everything around you. Mm-hmm. And at the end, dusty has to be covered in like black fuzz as if it was like picking up all the shavings in your shop. <laughs> so we thought about doing something like that. When we came well, let, out with the, let me help you with that someday. Cause I want to be part of it. <laughs> well, when we came up with the type G, we wanted to do a video about, you know, about putting the, the type G Neomag in your pocket, which has two magnets on it. It's stupid, strong Neomag. And, and we wanted to have a video where like you put that in your pocket and, and we walk through the shop and just things start flying off the tables, sticking to us. Yeah. Stuff like that. I, I just want to see dusty and like a big old, like completely covered in like black fuzz. Like he walked through the shop or maybe it would be me walking through our shop. Cause we've got tons of steel yeah. and dust and stuff. Uh, dude, it'd be so funny. It'd well, be because so much fun. Like I've got the perfect kind of funniest money shot with that in my mind, which is this big wrench comes flying off the table and you know you got a new mag in your pocket and you turn to look at what's flying at you and the wrench you know hits you in the balls <laughs> i mean I just, like that would be the that would just be hilarious especially if it happened to dusty we I have the ability to do that but i think we need to i told dusty i was like i think actually i don't know if i told him this i want to throw wrenches at dusty's balls and video it and you know <laughs> and, and get that shot i think it would be hilarious it would be hilarious <laughs> You don't even have to throw it though. That's the best part. It's like what we're learning with After Effects, and oh, no, we I'll have throw. access to. <clears throat> I know you do, and we can we can do some trial runs like that. Yeah. <clears throat> but no, that's. You know, I want to get to the point with our business where, because we have these conversations all the time. Oh, it'd be so funny to do this. It'd be so funny to do that. It'd be so awesome to do this. I can't wait for the day when. 
my plate is fully cleared to manage our team and explore those ideas. And then we have the team in place to execute them. Yeah. That's the, the key where it's like, okay, well, if you guys want to do that, let's do it. Get the game plan together, schedule it out. Let's make it happen. And then I can go back to what I need to do. And if I'm the talent in the video, cool. Tell me what to do and where to be. And yeah. then, you know, yeah. just we're, don't throw wrenches at me. <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of, we're kind of in that position. Um, although I'm the guy now that like, I have the time to pick up a, a camera now, which I've done a lot more. I actually have my camera sitting out all the time now. And usually once a day I'll go walk around with my Nikon. I'll take stills of what's going on in the shop. And then I've also got the video camera sitting out and, <clears throat> and I've, I'll go walk around the shop and just kind of film some stuff every now and then. But, but we're kind of, it, it, we, we used to be when it was just me and Dusty in, in the last shop, we had the ability to, to, we would just come up with a funny situation and we would just stop and video it. Yeah. And we did that probably every other week, you know, at least a couple of times a month we would, film these stupid funny videos that had nothing to do with our product or anything we just thought it was funny and we we've grown to the point and we've all become so busy that <clears throat> that we just don't necessarily have the time to do it we'll still think of of a funny video every now and then but we just don't didn't have the time to execute it and um you know we have the i have the time now to pick up a camera and film those things and and edit it, which I actually downloaded. Uh, I'm not using iMovie anymore. I got Premiere Pro. Woot woot. So I, I started messing with that, and Welcome I also have pod. I also have access to After Effects. Yeah, that's a bit. That's a, a beast. I, I, that's what I heard. I had not. I'd not even downloaded it. Uh, I, I can. But I've not even downloaded. It. I'm like, I, I need to. I need to get up to date on Premiere before I start learning. Yeah, for sure. Like it. <clears throat> after effects i know about 0.01 percent of i know yeah. just enough to get dangerous and even that it's like it's like video except photoshop where photoshop you can have all the layers and manipulate every aspect that's that's after effects you can stack layers and create crazy stuff but the hardest part for me about after effects is knowing what each thing does because there's so many effects <clears throat> and different things you can different ways to manipulate um but the cool thing is nowadays you can buy pre-packs of all kinds of cool stuff. So if you think you want to do something or like make a title sequence or something, you can spend 20 bucks and somebody else already did it and you just plug in what yeah, you so want. That's nice. And then you can manipulate it from there. And yeah, a lot of the call outs and 3d text and stuff that I use. Yeah. That's I purchase essentially essentially purchase call out packs and stuff and you still have to do a ton of work on the back end but at least like the thing has been created and that's the ticket right. yeah that's that's stuff i'm i'm, I'm definitely gonna get into because i i, I want to be able to do do the you know the rotating part with with call outs and stuff uh yeah yeah that, that's that's all on the list so Man. last year or last year last week we didn't really have time for ice break so i thought we had to make time for it this everybody's favorite jingle everybody's except mine everybody loves it 
All right. So, uh, I, I thought this kind of was a good timely uh, question because we're heading into the holidays and vacation time. What is your dream vacation if money was no limit? Hmm. Give me a second. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, why don't you jump in and, and I'll, go I'll ahead jump in mine, and, uh, and I'll have an answer then. So I think mine is me and my family, we go to like when it's this beautiful section of Alaska with this amazing wood cabin, you know, you know, log cabin on a crystal clear lake with mountains in the background. And that's pretty much it. We just hang on Alaska. We explore, we boat, fish, hunt, uh, play pond hockey. I don't know. Just like unplug to Alaska snow-capped mountains that's that like that would be my dream christmas vacation i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of narrow it down to like that you know you know like for christmas since that's what's coming up next i would love to oh, go okay. you know it, I, I i just went there so so you don't you don't have to so do it the doesn't christmas have to go thing. for christmas no that's just kind of where i kind of just landed as i was talking like i want to like decorate the log cabin christmassy and and do it in Alaska. That's what I want. So we're very similar to where, you know, I, I know some people would automatically jump and say, Oh, tropical. I want to go somewhere tropical. I could care less about going somewhere tropical. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, if it was stateside and uh, I didn't leave the United States, I would probably do that. I was actually going to say Alaska is probably where I would go somewhere very remote or another part of the country. That's extremely remote. I like the log cabin idea. I find peace and simplicity. I don't need to go to a resort. I don't need lots of entertainment. My kids can play outside in the woods, do whatever, play in the front yard, get on the lake, whatever. Um, One thing that I hope that I'm able to do someday, so I think this would kind of go above the whole family cabin trip. I would love to have my kids watched for like two weeks and my wife and I go to Europe and wherever we go, I don't care, but I would love to have her experience the trains and within two hours being able to be in a totally different country. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I got a taste of that when I was in Germany and I stayed there for a month and, and got to travel by train and see some amazing things. And like, yeah, I don't like the politics of Europe, but you're crazy if you don't think it's one of the most beautiful places. Yeah. Well, there's so much history there. Like oh, I'm yeah. kind of a history guy, so I would love to go and go and see things that we've only ever seen in, in history books and So if I had yeah, I'm with you. if I had That'd no cool. limit on my budget, I could spend whatever I want 100%. I would um because my kids are so young, I don't think it would be wise to have them with um it would just it would create they're so young they probably wouldn't even remember it to begin with and then it would create stress for jess and i where you know if we had to take kids a cabin trip's better if we don't have kids i'm saying europe and we're gonna go into the alps and we're gonna go into germany and all kinds of different countries just to 
show her what I've experienced. Yeah. I'm going to add to mine real quick. No, you can't. You're done. I want to, you, you have answered. You have <laughs> I want already somebody. Committed. I want a chef to come and cook for us every meal. That would be epic up at that like, cabin. Yeah. Like five star meals, you know, five course dinners. Yeah. I don't want to have to cook, which I enjoy cooking, but if, if I'm going for my dream holiday vacation here, I don't want, I don't want to have to think about it. I don't, I don't want my wife to have to think about cooking and buying food. And not to mention if they're a top chef, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. I got a small taste of that when I stayed out at brush Creek out in Wyoming yeah. with my wife. Oh man. It, you're in an Epic lodge, you know, a log cabin, huge. And I'll be honest. I'm kind of it's picturing amazing. I'm kind of picturing Brush Creek as I'm talking about this. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. But you you do pay dearly to pay to, to go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I, definitely I for there. a class of humans that I'm not quite at. <laughs> well, that is icebreak for today. Learn a little more about me and Jared. Icebreak. Icebreak. And to bring it back down to reality, it's Christmas. I'm just going to be in my house and maybe see some family, but it sounds like some of our family isn't it. Is going to back out of coming to Christmas this year because COVID. All of my family is now at this point pretty much officially said, screw it. <laughs> so I, it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know how Christmas is going to look. I, I don't know how Thanksgiving is going to look, honestly. But, you know, I'm, at this point, focusing on my family, direct my direct family, wife, kids, and what needs to be done with the business. And I'm going to let the world implode around me. If it decides to implode or if we go back to normal, then it'll go back to normal around me. But it is what it is. Yep. So, well, we we'll wrap it up and catch up again next week. Absolutely. Appreciate Thanks. you guys for tuning in. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you go give us a five-star rating and review. Uh, Jerry, by the way, we, we do have somebody that I've put off for weeks now that sent us a DM and a forging the journey uh, messages. So uh, head there. Go there. Go to find him. So thank you for that message, by the way. And we will talk to you guys soon. Yep. Catch up with you later.